Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. I'll tell you what, I know we've been doing this show for the last three weeks, and there are a lot of people who are saying that they have a hard time eating while listening mm. to these episodes. Oh yeah, that's true. And I gotta say, I'm not. <laughs> You're eating well? There's a lot of shit, it's really fucked up how it all just gets mixed in the head. There's a detail that we're gonna talk about today that I am just I just thought about. I'm be like, oh, you can make good patties out of that. Alright, <laughs> well let's get patties. to it. Welcome to the last podcast on the left, everyone. Man, I gotta say, I'm just like Henry, when I was typing out the script last night, and like, during and we'll get to this part, it's like during the grossest, most gruesome part, I'm just Sitting there eating my pad thai, eating some dumplings. It's not good. It's not good. All right, this is the last podcast on the left. I am Ben Kissel. That's Marcus Sparks. We got Hollywood Henry Zabrowski over there. Yeah, all I do is make money and spend it immediately. That's good. (laughs) But I actually think that you're a hypocrite. If you think that this is too gross to eat over, because it comes down to you, man. It's like, well, this is what we do, man. We grind up the bones. Humans are the top of the food chain for a reason. Uh, let's get to one of the lower uh, ends of the food chain here. Robert Picton, part four. My goodness, what a journey it's been. And this is the conclusion. <laughs> so by the year 2000, Willie Picton had brought in a new partner in crime to replace Gina Houston, mm-hmm. nicknamed the Witch of Indoor by <laughs> aid workers in the downtown east side. Dina Taylor was a terrifying woman in every respect. Oh, now, my goodness. You say Dina, but I say Dinah. You know, what? I actually had a lot. I had a, a pretty big mm. crisis over this last night. I think it's Dina. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Dina. I think Dina's it's Dina. Dina's not a name. Dina's where you go eat at midnight. Yeah. <laughs> It's a Canadian name because you can hear that Dinah. Dinah. Ah, Dinah Taylor. It's possible. It's possible. (laughs) She was violent, manipulative, and had the same contempt towards sex workers and drug addicts that Willie had. Mm. She, just like Gina, would lure women away from the Wish drop in center, but. Dinah's story was that she had an uncle who had free drugs and plenty of cash. God, I need one of these uncles. Yeah, kind of (laughs) cool uncle there, huh? My whole family has alienated all of the outside family, and I wish I had an uncle like that who just had drugs and cash and a big pig farm. I'd go and I'd hang out all the time. Yeah, you probably do have an uncle like that, but they don't want to talk to you. 
Uh, we don't know how many women Dinah lured out to the farm mm. or to what extent she participated in the crimes, but by the time everything at Picton's farm was cataloged following his arrest, Dinah's DNA was found on 113 items. What, was she just rubbing her body on everything? <laughs> she got to stop rubbing your pussy on things, <laughs> ladies. Know, I, don't, I don't mean to put how that did out she... there. I know it's not hashtag not all ladies, but I do understand, yeah. like, as soon as you get out of house, don't start rubbing your pussy on everything, because you don't know. <laughs> when crimes will be committed. How was she walking around? I don't, that does seem like a, a strange amount. Oh, dear Willie, do you mind? Is this a no panty house? Oh, yeah. it is good. They call me Dina the Stamper. You'll see why. Welcome to the slug zone, boys. <laughs> So she's a horrible person. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Those items that her DNA was found, that included condoms, clothes, syringes, and handcuffs. Okay. They also found her DNA on items belonging to the victims themselves, mm. right up to the last victim, Mona Wilson, whose rosary was found covered in Dinah's DNA. I don't want to get into it. Just... <laughs> I think that, honestly, you should just leave your rosary at home. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it is that you're doing. <laughs> I do like that this sex worker carried around her rosary with her, though. I think a lot of them do. Good, good. Yeah. yeah. Good yes. For protection. Yeah. From what? <laughs> I, and, well, I understand. But and well, how did spir- it them? Spiritual and protection, Henry. <laughs> spiritual. 2000 was also the year that the RCMP decided they'd had enough of the Vancouver Police Department's bullshit, so they opened up their own investigation into the missing women that they called Project Evenhanded. Um, I think it's been pretty even-handed up until now. I, it could have been maybe Project Let's Finally Get Something Done. Yeah. I think that would have been good, because Evenhanded is such a Canadian fucking name yeah. for a police. What do you mean, Evenhanded? You're not getting it's anything Project, done. It's liquid. Panther. It's courageous. Ooh. I don't know what it is. It's something aggressive. It's something like, hey, we're going to inspire confidence. Not being like, we're going to do this fairly. I like that. Operation Liquid Panther. Headed by a man named Don Adam, the task force's job was to actively investigate suspects for the disappearances as a whole, rather than just respond to individual missing women cases. Mm. But it seemed like by the time they'd started this, the terror was over, or at least on hold. As of October 10th, 2000, only one woman had gone missing that year. A far cry from the 14 of 1997. Still a human being has gone missing. Perhaps they should look into it. Yeah, honestly, and it shows just the the, the little amount of excuse they needed to stop working. Oh, it was just one. <laughs> it, was it was just it one was just victim. One. <laughs> Unbelievable. But once the holidays rolled around, Willie kicked it into high gear and took three women from the streets Mm. between late November and New Year's. Strangely enough, this was a pattern for Willie. From 1984 till 2000, Willie took 15 victims during the holiday season, more than any other time, although nobody really knows why. Uh, Actually, I have a weird theory. It's wintertime. It's wintertime. It's Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like when he kicks in, a lot of what we're going to go into, uh, how I got a copy of uh, Robert Pickton's in his own words, but a part of what he talks about, he really hits home this concept of giving back mm-hmm. and his whole thing of help, his his motivation of helping people. I think oh, in the wintertime, it fit deeper into his own stupid self-validation mm-hmm. for his actions by being like, I'm helping them by getting them off the street of wintertime. Now, ex- now they double owe me mm-hmm. 
ah. for every single thing that they do. Uh, and everyone I pick up, just by picking them up, I'm doing them a favor. And them just them crossing me in any way, shape, or form is a reason for me to kill them. What a yeah. lunatic. A Christmas bonus for the guy, I guess, in his own mind. Well, I, but, I, you know, in his car... They said Merry Christmas. In the picked in <laughs> car, they they we Merry say Christmas. Merry Christmas. I just wanted to make that clear. Well, I think it was also easier for uh, women to say yes in the wintertime. It's fucking cold Oh, outside. my God. Yeah, in you Vancouver? Know? Oh, my goodness. Also, you need money. You're sitting there yeah. like you're... I yeah. mean, it's Christmas time. Yeah. The, the, the commercial weight of Christmas is mm-hmm. enough to drive people insane. Six billion dollars we spend just on lights alone over the Christmas season. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Another answer. boring long man fact. <laughs> Thank you so much. No problem. I've got a lot of those. Uh, at any rate, <laughs> Willie took a further three victims in March of 2001. Mm. This was Don Adams' cue to get his ass into high gear because it became painfully obvious by this point that whoever was responsible for these killings wasn't going to stop until he was caught or killed. Hmm. And, and Willie Picton was definitely in their crosshairs. There was the assault on Sandra Ringwald in 1997. Remember the woman who survived? Yep. There were all the stories we talked about on the last episode. And there was the fact that Willie's farm was pretty much the perfect killing and dumping ground for a serial killer. It's literally a gigantic, festering pig farm that has nothing yeah. but Hell's Angels parties on it. And it's and people constantly being like, there's shit going on yeah. on this pig farm. And the cops are like, but I didn't see it. Yeah. Maybe if I'm ever invited, not that I've been invited, mm-hmm. I, I could see what's happening. There. Just feel like if you were an officer, you grab the skull and you go to a party and you say, who did it? Who did it? <laughs> and then it? you'll get someone who to say it? they did it. Who did it? Well, in the eyes of uh, the Vancouver PD, uh, there still wasn't enough for a solid search warrant for Willie's property. <sighs> that opportunity wouldn't even begin to come around until late that year when Scotty Chubb got a late night visit from the RCMP. Mm-mm. One night... Chubb got into a domestic disturbance with his common-law wife, Tasha. It's short for Tasharana. <laughs> mm, beautiful name, beautiful. The RCMP dispatched a rookie cop named Nathan Wells to the scene, and he heard a sob story from Chubb about how Chubb was upset that his common-law wife was doing too much cocaine. And by God, someone needs to do something about all these drugs in Vancouver. Ah. Wells, who was about to take a job in the RCMP narcotics division, made sure to leave Chubb his number just in case Chubb had any information he wanted to share in the future. Wait a second. <laughs> so he showed up to a domestic disturbance call. Yeah. Mm. Not only did he make no arrests or stop the crime or do anything about it, but asked Chubb for help. Yeah, he basically deputized him. <laughs> he <That's>... deputized <laughs> Chubb. This, this, is not, for... this is not uh, a, a weird practice at yeah. all. He wanted an informant. Like yeah. he saw in Chubb because uh, he, yes. he showed up. Okay, yes. And, there was, and yeah, just yeah, because there was a domestic disturbance doesn't necessarily mean that Scotty Chubb is in the wrong here. It doesn't mean that it was his fault. Tasha! Tasha has climbed to the top of the Christmas tree, and which we have yet to throw out, and she has inserted her DNA up into the top of the Christmas oh, wow. tree like Uh-oh. she's a big screaming high on coke angel. Oh my goodness! Here's my card. If you if you have any other information, please feel free to reach out. I'm a new officer here. Well, it was the right call for Nathan Wells because on January 25th, 2002, Scotty Chubb got a hold of him. See, Chubb had just lost his job and was mm. looking for rent money. 
So he figured he could snitch for some cash. Mm. He first tried writing out some Coke dealers, but the RCMP already had their names. Uh. Yeah, we know Coke Dave and we know we- Coke Steve. They all need to change their names because oh, yeah. these are terrible drug dealer names. And Chubb then wanted to roll over on a weed growing operation, oh. but that was pretty small potatoes in Vancouver. Mm. And finally, Chubb tried his third option guns. Oh. Chubb said he knew a guy in Coquitlam with a small collection of illegal unregistered firearms. We're getting a, we're getting a lot of Canadian heat. Oh, we're getting some heat? For saying that it's Co- it's not Coquitlam. It's what is it? It's Port Coquitlam, which is fucking right next to Coquitlam. <laughs> well, what's the difference? <laughs> One's got a port on it. Yeah, well, one. It's there's a Coquitlam and then there's a Port Coquitlam. So we're in Port Coquitlam. We're in this Port, is Coquitlam. Port Coquitlam. All right. So this guy with the collection of illegal unregistered firearms kept them all in the disgusting trailer he lived in on his farm. Mm. And this guy's name was, of course, Willie Pickton. Oh. So in other words. Police finally got their search warrant for Willie's farm because one of his dirtbag friends needed rent money. And this shows if any one of you listeners out there is running a criminal organization, understand this. You were only as strong as your weakest link. Mm-hmm. You must, honestly, mm-hmm. you got to make sure that, that, that stitches do indeed get stitches, except if you're in the pen. Because if you're in a pen, the last thing you can do is be a snitch, because that's how you get your wig split. Right? You get your butt cheeks spread, you get your wig split. That's the last thing you never bitch out on it forever. That's the last uh-huh. thing you do, ever. Absolutely. Or just pay their rent. Yeah. And everything yeah. is going to be fine. Now, word soon made it over to Don Adam over at Project Even Handed that they finally had an end to Willie's place. And so Don Adam hopped on that search warrant and they headed to Willie's place fast as they could. So on February 6, 2002, Wells, Adam, and a few other officers traveled to Willie's farm, broke down the door to his trailer with a battering ram, found one of the illegal guns in his laundry room, and arrested him for possession of prohibited and restricted firearms. Fucking dude is just like stirring a pot of laundry with a rifle. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Then it was time for Project Evenhanded to take over. The first suspicious thing they found was a photograph on the shelf above Willie's bed that featured nothing but a pair of handcuffs covered in fake tiger fur. Oh, okay. Then... Put a little baby in it. <laughs> that makes everything Ugh. cute. That's an Ann Getty. You want to put a baby? No, a little baby picture of a baby. That's handcuffs? an Ann Getty. That's an Ann Getty. That's very famous. <laughs> no, so the picture of the baby in Put a baby in it. Tiger I was just, I am just saying, if someone was like, how do I make money as an artist? I would say, put a baby in it. And that'll sell. <laughs> Then, on the floor, they found a small cachet of women's jewelry, a purse, and a piece of paper with accomplice Dina Taylor's name on it. Hmm. It's just written in pussy juice. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Invisible ink, I guess. They then moved to the nightstand next to the bed. Inside was a flare gun that had been modified to fire 12-gauge shotgun shells and... A different pair of fur-covered handcuffs. Red this time, as opposed to the tiger print. Man, that gun sounds like something from, like, Far Cry. Yeah, Yeah, that gun is actually pretty cool sounding. (laughs) Next to the nightstand was a box full of kitchen knives. Then came the first piece of evidence related to a victim. They found a piece of paper on the floor with the name Heather Bottomley written on it. Hmm. Bottomley had gone missing in April of 2001. That was promising, yes, but it wasn't enough just yet, so they kept looking. The next thing they found was among the strangest things I've ever heard being kept in a serial killer's lair. 
Uh oh, this is going to be very strange. Under a pile of clothes, they found a 22 revolver with a curved dildo pulled over the barrel. Now, you do believe that this is stranger than the bag with the vaginas in it in Ed Gein's house. I mean, as far oh. as an object goes, yeah. as, far, but so, as far as something that goes that's not a wait. part of a victim, uh, yes. The, the vagina so, that was painted gold that Ed Gein <laughs> used to stick his cock through. Do we remember this? Oh, yeah. Well, that is strange, too, huh? Well, I'm not necess- I'm not talking about, like, body parts. We can say this is the strangest gun. <laughs> For sure. I would say it's the strangest prop. I, yeah, like yeah if, that's what I'm talking so, about. I'm oh, talking about items. So here. if you fire the gun, does the bullet go through the dildo? Well, Willie said uh, that he actually used the dildo as a silencer when he had to shoot pigs. That is that is very <laughs> stupid. That is not true. There's no way that he did that. That is a, the <laughs> dumbest thing imagine. I've ever heard. Just imagine when he shoots it, it just goes... That is, that's just not how that would work. No, I don't think so. <laughs> then came the second real piece of evidence. In Picton's office, they found a bag containing an asthma inhaler with the name Serena Abbotsway printed on the side. Hmm. And she'd last been seen on August 1st, the year before. These two pieces of ID were not enough to arrest Willie Picton for murder just yet, but it was enough to execute a property-wide search warrant on Willie's entire farm. Okay, finally, for crying out loud. The next place after the trailer was the slaughterhouse. When investigators walked in, they found an old pig's head had been left on the butcher table and more rotting corpses were hanging from the ceiling. Pig corpses, yes. Okay. While that does make for a gruesome scene, the real treasure there was the women's clothing Uh, and jewelry. There is nothing gruesome about a butcher shop. A butcher (laughs) shop is technically beautiful and it is a a job that is old as the the, time. No, I like a good butcher shop, but this is a dirty one. See, a fresh butcher shop Yes, everyone loves a fresh butcher shop. Everyone loves to see the butcher making the sausage. I don't know if I that's do. true. Everyone, there's, there's a common saying that you don't want to see how the sausage is made. I love seeing how the sausage is made. That's 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 unique to you, Mark. But when you see a pig like up and it's like feet are up and it's like it's like top feet are up and it's bottom feet are down and it's like hanging up and it's kind of going like, don't you want to eat me, buddy? Don't you want to eat me, buddy? And I sit there and be like, yeah, dance into my mouth. Well, that's a strange thing to yell at the butcher. (laughs) (laughs) But they still hadn't found a body or anything close to it. What they had found was more sex toys, such as... More silencers, Marcus. Please show some respect. They're not sex toys. Silencers. Sex toys such as the Miss Lady Flexible Multi-Speed Stimulator. Tell me, Miss Lady Flexible, is there a Mr. Lady Flexible? (laughs) Oh, my. This house is... It's just so disgusting. It's it's beyond belief how disgusting this house is. Now, I looked up the Miss Lady, Uh and they're still for sale. Oh, good. They're on the market man Great. you can order them online and they still and they of course have copy involved this is the copy verbatim lady step right up climax for sale wish it were true which is what it says here is t-u-r-e which is real 
Well, with these Mrs. Ultra Smooth Flexible Multi-Speed Stimulators, it can be. <laughs> wow. Nothing like a big, fat Canadian man screaming at you to orgasm. Oh, it yeah. It's a woman just so crazy wet. My goodness gracious. Now, apparently, Willie bought all his sex toys from a woman named Shelly, who was the sex toy dealer for all the local truckers. Oh. <laughs> so this wasn't... Ugh. Wait, so all these truckers are just sitting... Of course they do. The truckers sit in know. their cabs all day, cornholing so themselves, because they got to, you're on the road. Why don't you, you have to? Why, why don't you wear your seatbelt, trucker Steve? He's like, with this toy, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> what I do here is see, officer, officer. It's as good as a seatbelt. Uh, you see the suction cup in here, right? Uh, you see it? I do. I put it in the back of the bottom uh, of the chair here, right? See, look. See how hard that sits yeah, right no, here? Okay. I'm going to try to push you out. I'm going to try to push you now. Watch it. Now, look. Look oh. here. Watch. Okay, now let me take down my trucker trousers here. Uh, they're special. All right. Ooh. <laughs> oh. All right, try it. All right, okay, here you go. You know what? I can't budge you. I can't budge you. Yeah, I got lips and grip. <laughs> okay, go on then. Ah, see you soon there. <laughs> well, this sex toy dealer, Shelly, she'd also sold Willie an inflatable pig that everyone called, quote, the fuckable pig. Oh, Great. And Willie kept that one on his desk. Oh, good. I, oh, good. How big is good. it? It's like, I mean, small it's enough a, to fit on a desk. Okay. It's funny. It's a funny thing. Uh, Anton from Trundle Manor gave me a big uh, alien lady that I can fuck as well, a big inflatable alien sex toy. I don't think toy. you're supposed to do that. He just... <laughs> No, I mean, it's I didn't fuck it's it. <laughs> My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it. But guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right. Give the moms in your life an aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be 
pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hi, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt, and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like, I got this uh, Texas sage purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there, and it's going to thrive, and it's going to look real good. And I don't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. So as the forensics team continued to search for hard evidence, the RCMP figured they'd try to put the screws to Willie, who was out on bail by this time. Okay. And by put the screws, I mean they sent a nice lady to talk to him at work. Oh, my God. Yes. See, by this time, Willie Picton's name was all over the papers as the likely suspect in the decades-long missing women case. Hmm. Because by this time, it had actually gotten quite a bit of media attention. I think in 2000, or maybe early 2001, the Vancouver Sun had run a huge expose on uh, all of the problems of the police department, how they weren't talking to each other, mm-hmm. how they weren't uh, putting any money or resources into yeah. the missing uh, persons department, and doing all these profiles on a lot of these missing women. So it was really in the forefront of everyone's mind in Vancouver. But the job of the cop sent to talk to Willie was to pump him for more information. Now, Willie just sat in his cab while this woman listened to him. He mostly just whined, given the same just a simple pig man story he'd always given women. Now, he eventually teared up near the end and told the woman that because he was being harassed by the media so much... He felt just like Princess Diana. Oh, and I am. I am just like her. I've got a face like uh, Uh, I got a face uh, technically like a terrier uh mixed with a Chinese crescent, much like the the famous host from last podcast that left his dog Wendy. Uh Too real, who's hilarious. She's super funny. Yeah. Um. I am. I am constantly vilified for my beauty. Judged for it. 
Also, Princess Diana was killed by a gigantic light weapon by the English government in order to cover up the fact that she did not want to be involved in the cloning operations that Queen Elizabeth was running out of the of Buckingham Palace and because she was marrying an Arab. Uh-huh. All right, there we go. Hot take corner. Henry Zabrowski. So Picton is getting sad. He's the real he's, Princess Diana of serial killers, yeah. huh? Then finally, 10 days later, cops found an orange cushion and a mangled metal mesh shower hose, both stained with blood. What about all of the clothes, all the jewelry? Isn't that enough to just arrest this guy? No. Why would he have it? It's still circumstantial. Oh, pretty good. He just has it. Yeah. He, he just has just, it. Just has all the clothes of the people that are dead? Well, they don't know for sure that they're the clothes of the dead. No, right. Yeah. They don't all have their names written, and it's not daycare. Uh, These are sex workers. I remember that. They're just wearing clothes. I never had to write my name in uh, in the clothes. This is true because they were always so big. <laughs> and they said, that we know great. which ones are bad. And they said, don't let them touch the rabbits. Yeah, they shriek of beer. Yeah, they even at six years old. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, they tested the DNA, and when the results came back, they found the blood belonged to Mona Wilson, mm. the last victim. And with this, police finally oh my God. had enough to arrest Willie Picton for murder. Now, do you think we should arrest him, or do you think we should just maybe... I don't know. Do you I think sometimes... I read a story once about how a, a cobbler had a bunch of work he had to do on shoes, and then when he went to sleep, <laughs> tiny men came out and did all the work. Yeah. Maybe that'll happen here. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. so let me just put on my sleeping cap oh, because okay. it's Canada and I have to wear a hat to sleep. Yeah. And I'm just going to sit here and go. <laughs> they come out yet? Not yet. I'm going to have a Molson. And oh, I'll wait. I'm going to have my Molson. <laughs> but even though Willie was finally in jail, the investigation was by no means over. It was still the matter of the other 48 or so women. Jesus. So in addition to the mounting pile of evidence being collected at the farm, cops figured they'd try a two-pronged approach to get a confession out of Willie. There'd be the standard grilling in the interrogation room, but they also figured they'd double their chances by setting Willie up with a cell plant. Oh. oh my god, this cell plant is just like, he just sounds like everybody that is, uh, he's just trying to make it in Hollywood. For some reason, <laughs> I'm picturing an actual person dressed as a plant, just like in the corner of the room. Don't mind me, I'm just a plant that can't talk. Can I talk? You're, you're talking, you're talking. Well, it seems like to me, you're more of a plant that's lying and saying it can't talk. <laughs> the world's dumbest prison cell, coming live to CBS. In case you don't know, a cell plant is an undercover officer who poses as a fellow prisoner in order to get information out of a suspect. They can't ask any real questions and are really there just to egg the guy on. Mm -hmm. The story they gave to Willie's cell plant was that he was a 51-year-old with a history of violence who had just been booked on two counts of first-degree murder. Now, from what I can tell from both this case and other Canadian cases I'm familiar with, like you met what's a uh, false confessions? Mm -hmm. Do you remember? Do you, yes. the confession tapes? The confession yes, tapes. Great. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah yep. the confession tapes. Very similar to this whole cell plan okay. thing. From what I can tell, the most common affectation of a Canadian officer impersonating a criminal is to just say fuck as much as humanly possible. I swear to God, 
it was like it's like a sketch. He walks in. He's wearing like a fake scar. He's got a head shaved in there. He's talking with him. He's like, "Yeah, these fucking mongrels. They don't know how to fucking talk to criminals." Like us, you and me were fucking hard cases. You and me, they're fucking fuck. And he and he says it again and again and again to the point where it's like any other criminal would be like, uh. I think you're lying. <laughs> like, I'm not sure. Like I'm not sure, but I think maybe you're faking being a criminal. Yeah, the first thing, like, Willie, like, comes into the cell, and he says, like, oh, what are you in for? And the first thing the guy says, he goes, ah, fucking, I'm fucking in here for my fucking health, you know? Like a joke. Just shut the fuck, shut your fucking mouth. That's wow. what he needs to do. Shut your fucking mouth. Hmm. Yeah, over the course of the conversation had between Willie and the cell plant, the cell said some variation of fuck. 150 times. Okay. Now, Willie wasn't forthcoming at first, but he did seem to enjoy how famous he already was. He said, quote, The whole fucking world knows me, all the way to Hong Kong, to everywhere. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, that is true. Are we not going to play any dialogue? You, can't, not play under- any of the video? you can't understand any of it without the subtitles. But what I would say to you uh, is watch the footage yeah. of Willie Picton talking to the cellmate. It's on YouTube, and it's pretty amazing. And I would say, honestly, besides, obviously, the murders are the worst part. The second worst part of the whole thing is the way Willie eats compulsively an entire plate of chili now, that they gave him in prison. It's not chili. It's just plain beans. Ooh. <laughs> you can call anything chili. <laughs> and that's, that's a chili. It's just a bean chili. It's hard to explain. He eats it like a child yeah. where he scoops it all to one side of the plate and then squirts it up from both sides, like eating like he's playing with it. And then he mm-hmm. eats every bean. <laughs> yep. There was a uh, undercover boss episode for Hooters, and one of the general managers made the people eat the beans off the plate so they could go home early. Quite offensive. Check it out. Hooters, undercover boss. It made him eat the beans oh, off? Oh, he was fired. What are you talking about? Uh, undercover boss episode no, for I, the show I Hooters. Know, but yeah, what is we this? understand that part. We understand Hooters. that part, but what he do you made mean them eat, the be- eat the beans off he the plate? He made them eat beans off of a plate. The Hooters girls. But how does to- that get them home earlier? Because the winner got to go home earlier. So <laughs> What? That's an I episode of Undercover Boss. It's the most offensive episode of all time. Wait, Our so, audience will understand. So she got cut before everyone else because she wanted to go home earlier, but she had to eat the plane, uh, eat the beans off the plate. So it was like a sexual thing. It was a disgusting thing. It was yeah. a disgusting sexual thing that this guy enjoyed watching women eat beans yes. really quickly. Yes. So wait, I understand. So he forced her to eat the beans. He forced in front all of, of him the, as a sexual well, thing for himself. Well, it, not, not now. We're talking <laughs> Undercover Boss. Uh, yes, he basically. Forced the, he didn't force them if they wanted to get cut early. Uh-huh. Then they had to compete in this competition. He called it piggy games, oh, I believe. You, oh, it's that's disgusting. Different. That's yeah. different. That sets up expectation. You well, just it's saying quite, it's quite waiter, horrible. You basically just said waiter got to go home early, eat plate of beans. <laughs> no, I, I did like, not say that. that. I was talking about an undercover boss. I, I thought you guys had seen undercover boss. <laughs> I'd seen undercover boss, but I didn't yes. understand the concept. Nonetheless, if you watch the Hooters episode of Undercover Boss, it's disgusting. I boycotted Hooters. I still boycott Hooters. Well, after Willie said that the whole fucking world knows him, the cell plant compared Willie to O.J. Simpson as far as famous murderers went. He seriously said this. He said, O.J. Simpson, I don't know what happened to him. Is he okay? Yeah, he's doing great. Uh, yeah, right. real- I, he should be. <laughs> oh, he's no, a he's- great footballer, that guy. Funny, too. 
Ah, man, I can't believe what that woman and that waiter made him do. (laughs) Yeah. And the cell plant reassured Willie that OJ was doing just fine. He's fucking whining and fucking dining out there every night. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. He's going to be moving. He's moving to uh, Vegas. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, he's moving to Miami, I think. Yeah, he's he's currently in Las Vegas. Yeah, Miami is his home. Yeah, Mm. he he had some good times in Miami. All right. Yeah, and Picton will be able to uh, join him soon once he gets parole in 25 years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, Willie spent hours talking about how he was nailed to the cross, how he was screwed, and so on and so forth. He kept saying, that over and over he's like they're nailing me to the cross here oh my god a real jesus syndrome this guy has huh but then he started talking about good times he remembered a story from christmas eve 1997 a night he said he was quote a real hard asshole and there's nothing worse than a hard asshole <laughs> yeah it sounds like that's a me- go to the doctor you gotta go, to go get a checkup i thought he was gonna reminisce about how uh nickelback performed at the piggy palace <laughs> There was one night this band, Nickelback. Oh, my God. On that night, on Christmas Eve, 97, Willie drove over to the Gastown neighborhood, which is the tourist spot just blocks from the downtown east side, and let loose a couple of little piggies into the crowd, causing pandemonium. Whoa. (laughs) Real hard asshole, that guy. Real hard asshole, man. We did that. That was our senior prank. We did that. I wasn't a part of it, but we had the pig one with... we took a pig and had a number one was spray painted on one and then a number three was spray painted in another and yeah. then they let loose the pigs. Yeah, so you look for, they spent a lot of time looking for number two. Oh, yeah. wow. That's kind of fun for the pigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very fun for the you pigs. You imagine the pig goes to the bar, sits down, <laughs> has a little pig drink. <laughs> it would be kind of fun. Kind of fun. But, man, this was Willie's favorite story oh, that my God. I had read in uh, On the Farm. He told this story to like three other people, like the woman when uh, she was talking to him in his truck and mm-hmm. he talked about being like Princess Diana. He told her the piggy story on Christmas Eve as well. Yeah. Like, he loved this story. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> That's how he laughs. And- they call me the Piggler. Oh, man. He's like a very shitty oh. Batman villain. Oh, the Piggler. Oh, kind of sounds like Mankind from the WWE when you do that, too. He used to squeal quite a bit. Well, Willie's pan- plan for 1998, though, which he never went through with, oh. was to get a few ostriches, because he used to buy ostriches oh, for yeah. the meat from auctions. He's going to get a few ostriches and set them free on the downtown east side. He then planned to get a tuxedo, head over to the nicest hotel in the city, and release two suitcases full of bats into the elevator shaft. The Piggler strikes again. (laughs) I dare you to collect all these creepy bats. Oh, creepy. Oh, I found out, honestly, that their their feces is quite worth, it's worth quite a bit of money. (laughs) Look at that. Guano. About all this, Willie said, quote, That would have been fun to see. Still want to do that. I was so close. <laughs> I mean, I was so close. so close. If he never would have killed anyone and just done this, he's kind of fun. That's, that's a good time guy. It is pretty fun because it's also he would just be like Abby Hoffman. He would just be like a yipster. He'd be like one of the old school nineteen sixties pranksters. Yeah, it's not now, so bad. Marcus said that this is a good time for me to maybe do some reading, oh. just for, just so you can see more of just how Robert Picton thinks and and the way that he thinks. Um, so I got a hold of thank you to Anno and Brandon um, from the Reddit that helped me find this very rare book. Robert Picton, in his own words, very difficult to find. Published by Michael Childress, who's a fucking moron, <laughs> and I'm gonna put it. 
I mean, we've read a lot of difficult things to read on this show, and I have too, specifically with Scientology and with the alien shit. I would say this is one of the most taxing, worst written things I've ever read. It was pulled from Amazon by the Canadian government five days after it was published while Picton was in jail, hmm. and he wrote it. And I mean, this is this is what he sounds like. And it's called Picton in his own words. Yes. Okay. Picton on Picton. Picton on Picton. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so he's talking about the, the basically what the book posits is that Gina did all the murders and he did nothing. Mm. Mm. And so this is a, an encounter he has with the sex worker at night. There I disperse from this specific area and feeling a whole lot better of the whole process. So I decided to stop at this convenience store that is just up from the Purchista Hastings, indicating that the site locations on the left-hand side where the store is facing onto Hastings Street. There I have bought myself a light snack, which involves a filled donut, one liter of 2% chocolate milk, and a packet of plain potato chips to munch on while I continue to overdrive my own tiredness so that I can proceed on driving homebound. But holding to my word on route, as planned with the supportive speech, uh, uh, supportive speech, uh, killing two birds with the sun, with the same stone, and being in Vancouver, which I am going on the on-site location where Miss George Gina Dickens works at the Shell service station located on Junction of Powell Street. For I desperately like to talk to her in person, Ginny oh! Houston. Over one hundred fifty thousand. We haven't even gotten to it. We haven't even gotten to it. So this is this is just one paragraph. There I continue driving down Powell Street in a line of forward motion with the traffic and down the road roughly about half a block ahead in the distance where I noticed this poor girl hitchhiking off the sidewalk as this party continues walking backwards in the process while facing off the sidewalk her attention to the surroundings. There at the point in speech as things unfold before me while I never knew the situation of what was happening until she stumbled off the sidewalk and fell directly onto the roadway of Powell Street which extended to the movement that was taking her directly into the path of my pickup truck. Uh. Immediately after these particular circumstances would I had immediately stop with having alarming suspicion that something definitely happened to this particular lady with myself. Tendency taken while I secure the road roadway with my truck and put on my truck emergency four-way Fuck. flashers. Oh, right. God that is... I, I, don't, I don't like picked it on picked it anymore. And, and, so this the, is horrible. The whole time he's just... Covered, she, now to update with this particular party informal conversation where she has stated directly to me that she was extremely overtired and quite clumsily on my feet and connecting to the main reason, shy, that I've been partying for more than 30 30 hours nonstop in in a without any sleep addition to this where this lady asked me directly if by any chance are you interested in having a date with me for I give good head by this particular remark indicating that this party deliberately thrown herself directly out of her fierce anger and disposition towards herself in front of a motorized vehicle while hoping that someone out there would feel sorry for her while she only there to arrange a formal date which again is pure evil behavior then he oh does my. he quotes <sighs> Romans oh okay all uh-huh. right so the the whole time he's also drinking two percent chocolate milk. <laughs> this is what's with the milk? It's always with always the with the milk always with these the guys. Milk. Yeah. All right, and then he says that he was going to donate a hundred dollars to her for her for herself. Then uh-huh. she ends up at the trailer. She doesn't want she she slowly but surely invites him to sleep with him. And he said, "Well, I guess I can give you a hundred dollars because I was going to donate a hundred dollars to mm. you." And um, I never got to the murder. Oh, right. Well, I think we're all dumber. Picked it on Picton. That was the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Wow. That was the worst written thing I've ever heard. Very good. Very well read, though, Henry Zabrowski. 
I'll send it to you to read. <laughs> that's what that's what Marcus's brain yeah, needs right that's now. That's what I that yeah, that's what I need after all this. More Picton. So the day after the first cell plant conversation came the interview. For mm. hours, cops took runs at Willie, trying to get him to confess to anything. But Willie proved tougher than they thought. It wasn't until cops showed him a tape of Scott Chubb talking about the murder-for-hire conversation they'd had that Willie cracked even a little bit. Mm. Then they played the testimony of Andy Bellwood, mm. whom Willie had described his murders to. This was the first time Willie really had an outburst using the phrase which would become one of his favorites throughout the interrogation. Quote, Out to lunch! You're going out to lunch! And I'm going out to lunch! I am officially going out to lunch! You're out I don't to think you understand, sir. You cannot leave. Out to lunch. That's out where I'll lunch. be when I'm out, free again. Out to lunch. When to any when someone uh, uh -huh. when cops told him that someone had said something about him, he go out to lunch. What does that mean? That that means that not true. It's crazy. Not, it's crazy. That's crazy. Because this, it's out to lunch. That guy's he's not talking sense. He's out to lunch. But why can't you tell the truth over lunch? <laughs> well, he's not there. He's not working. He's out to lunch. But another, <laughs> a lot of good conversation happens at lunch. All right. It seems like, and if you read his book, it seems like, and this maybe I'm jumping at here, and I don't mean to ableist slam this man, but I think that this man's a fucking idiot, and he doesn't <laughs> understand what anything means. Ah. He doesn't understand what the words mean. He doesn't understand what he's saying. Out to lunch. Uh, cops then started going into the DNA evidence and Serena Abbott's ways inhaler saying they had Willie dead to rights, but they were still trying to play to his ego. No, not dead oh. to rights. Out to lunch. <laughs> out to lunch. You're not, you're not even listening. I'm not dead to rights. I'm out to lunch. <laughs> they said, you're as big as the Pope. You're as big as Bin Laden. You can have respect. People might say Robert Pickton was a hero. When he knew his day was over, he had the decency to end it quickly. He sounds like my fucking agent. Yeah, I, I, I don't like it at all. I, I, I don't like the encouragement. I know they're trying to solicit a confession here, but just call him a piggy bastard. Some people if, might say you're a hero. I'm not. What? Yeah. I think they should have been meaner to him. You don't understand. I sent this. The, we sent this document back and forth, Marcus and I. This like 280 page interrogation transcript that we found, and this shit's fucking infuriating. I don't know, man. Like, I feel like this is a situation where a lighter and a foot would have worked. Just. Burn his foot. No, I mean, really, the whole of the the general tone of the interrogation is, "Come on, buddy." The, yeah, but you murdered forty yeah, nine <laughs> people. They're way too come nice on. to him. No, they're like, "Come on, come on." Did you do it? No. Did you do it? Did you do come it? On. Did come you do on it? Now. How about this? I give you a lollipop if you say you did it. Just did say you, do you did it? They Just should have had it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp says here i have to talk about something i need to get off my chest and i guess i can share it here i i eat mayonnaise for fun it's a hobby of mine and it's an addiction and it's a daily weight on my life how much i need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins as soon as I wake up, and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. 
Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. All those emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. And isn't that what matters most? Better writing means a stronger impact. Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. You can't escape it. Like the ever-pervasing octopus of malice that is the NSA. Grammarly is watching your every move, making sure that you're doing it right. Data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly, into the very essence of its nature. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner, and it helps your team make their point and move faster, because that's the key there. Work smarter, not harder. Yes, Grammarly, you know how many times it saves me from writing a long, rambling, one-sentence email at 4 o'clock in the morning to my beloved employees? Makes me sound like someone who doesn't just have a BA in theater. All right. I was taught how to be a tree. I was not taught how to survive as an adult. All right. My job was to cry in front of a weird Southern man who just told me all sorts of weird stuff about my body. I didn't learn how to write. So thank you, Grammarly, because you're making me the boss I gotta be. To motivate my team to get out there. And, oh man, you don't want to mess with them. Thanks, Grammarly. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free. Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow. I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply.
Willie didn't bend on that. The interrogator, completely out of ideas, tried appealing to this psychopath's sense of decency. Completely out of ideas. Well, we asked him if he did it. He said no. I asked him if he did it again. He said, quote, this is what the interrogator said. Do this for your mother, who is watching you from heaven, Rob. <laughs> Do you hear up there? Do you hear it, Evan? <laughs> yes, Robert is me, Jesus Christ. Your mask come up here. You do it for your mother. She also killed a son like my father did to make everybody's life better. Oh, I wish that he hadn't done it the way he did it. Oh, God. You fucking piece of shit. Why you make them do it that way? Why not just blow me to death? <laughs> Different times. Huh? Uh, and that, of course, failed as well. You can't appeal to a psychopath's sense of decency and justice. Mm. Uh, it's about this time that Don Adam, head of the Project Even-Handed Task Force, figured he'd better take over. After hours, <laughs> Adam finally uh. cracked Willie. Hey, Willie. Willie. You ticklish here? No. No, I'm not. Are you ticklish here maybe here in the crook of your knee? Stop it. No. No, maybe. I don't know. But how about your belly? No. No, don't do it. I'm back from lunch. I am back from lunch. I'm back from lunch. Well, talking about the blood found in Willie's trailer, Adam said this, quote, Willie, you didn't do a good job of cleaning up the girl's blood. Like... You got to agree with me. And now who knows oh, why, God. but this was what Willie finally responded to after everything else. Willie said, quote, That's right. I was sloppy. I'm a messy boy. Oh. I'm a bit of a pig pen. Everybody yeah. has said that. <laughs> and Henry, you're joking, but the tone of the rest of the conversation was kind of like that. Is that like just Willie's like, Oh, yeah, I was sloppy. That was just Good me. He just God. kept using the... Qual For some reason, the qualifier sloppy was what Willie latched onto, and that's what right. made him confess. All right. Because to me, immediately, it sounds like because it's such a criminal trope, the idea of being sloppy, and that's how he got caught up. Yeah. I think that P Picton was really stupid and built a bunch of things upon the ideas that he thought of what criminals were and how they behaved. I think that when he got into this whole I was sloppy, he had heard that enough from criminals from TV and reading about shit about when he heard that statement over and over mm -hmm. again. And he's like, that's how real criminals get caught is by being sloppy. Mm. They don't do it because Maybe. of something else. Like, they latch on to something. It, it also made him a little bit smarter than the police, or it made him think that he was smarter than the police, because that's kind of how the cop outsmarted him. He's like, oh, Willie, do you think it was, you know, bad police work or just you being sloppy? And he was like, it was both. You know, you guys, you would never would have caught me if I wasn't sloppy. Now, when they finally returned Willie to his cell, the confession floodgates had opened, and Willie was ready to talk even more. Mm. The cell plant prompted him by telling Willie how he got rid of his bodies. By the sea. He said there's nothing left if you send it out to the sea. Oh. And Willie listened as he disgustingly shoveled a plate of beans into his mouth. Why does that make it so much more disgusting yeah. for some reason? The, the, the visual the of him eating like tiny from House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> it was just the, like the childish way that yeah. he ate it. 
that like fucking sticks with me because it's because it just shows that he just wasn't mentally he's just not a bright person yeah well mm. he he grabbed the fork with his fist sure instead sure. of holding it like you know an adult he grabbed his fork his mm. fork with his fist and you know and I actually did that up until like my early 20s because no I think one you still do that <laughs> I've seen you eat many times you've done it before it, if you're in a hustle if you're out to lunch if I'm a- you are you you will if grab you're out that to lunch thing. you're definitely you're- doing it like a show oh yeah well, after a pause, Willie said, quote, I did better than that. A rendering plant. And after mm. that, it was only a matter of time. And Willie sat there eating beans, shoveling them into his mouth. And we're like, yeah, I took him out to a rendering plant. They never found the bodies. Hey, Willie, can you just speak into this flower that they let me have? It's a strange thing they let oh, an yeah, inmate absolutely. have a flower. Yeah. That, that's where the microphone is, right? No, it's a flower. Oh, I mean, I'm okay with just talking into the microphone. I know what it is. I, you're wearing a Halloween prisoner's costume. <laughs> like, it looks like you bought it from a Halloween town. Uh, by the end of the night, Willie had confessed to murdering 49 women. Lamenting that he'd almost made it to quote the big five o. Oh, you had to pronounce it correctly. The big five o. Five o. Big five o. Oh my god. <laughs> he then masturbated and went to sleep. Gee, all right. What? Hey, man, we all got something in common. I, yeah, that's I guess it. that's so. Whatever. I don't. Now, interestingly, he also said that there'd be about fifteen other people who go down with him should he ever go to trial. Okay. Now we know about Gina Houston and Dina Taylor, who, by the way, <clears throat> never did a day in prison for their parts. Unbelievable. In the story. But there was also Dave. That's the brother. right. That's right, yeah. And when cops searched the old family farmhouse, which Dave had long since left, they found some interesting items in his old bedroom. Besides the predictable collection of condoms and dildos, mm-hmm. they also found a rusty pair of pliers used to castrate animals. Oof. There was also two wrist restraining devices and a pink backpack full of used syringes, wipes, and condoms, as well as a crack pipe and a butcher cleaver. But none of it was enough to charge or even truly investigate Dave Picton. Oh, my God. I think you should look into this guy a little bit, please. Well, Dave publicly said that the whole thing was a frame-up perpetrated by a former employee, which brings us back to Pat Casanova, the barbecue man. (laughs) It always comes back to Pat Casanova. (laughs) I'm the barbecue man of Vancouver. Good Lord. See, Casanova had run the butcher business with Willie for years and had ample access to Willie's properties. Cops also found human DNA on a saw at Casanova's house, but not enough to match it to anyone in particular. So they couldn't prove that. I mean, maybe Willie, maybe Pat cut himself one day on the saw. Sure, okay. If you can't match it to any particular person, you can't charge him with anything. Uh, And it could be that Casanova was involved, or it could be that Willie had used the saw and lent it to Pat afterwards. Well, what they found in Willie's workshop points towards Willie lending the saw. Okay. On April 4th, one of the investigators, a man named Slay, walked by the workshop and noticed a stench coming from one of the big chest freezers. Hmm. After digging through a layer of frost, they found two five-gallon plastic buckets. Slay shined his flashlight inside the first bucket 
and found a human head oh. cut in half vertically through the face. Oh. Do you think they cut the head in half because it's easier to put in the bucket or is it because what you do with pigs? Because they cut the head in half to get to the face meat if you're going to make like sort of like head cheese, if you're going to make all that and the brains are used for a lot of stuff. It was because it was like a pig. Mm. Uh, it was exactly. He... he he butchered these women the exact same way that he butchered pigs, right down to the cutting of the head, down the vertebrae, down the middle of the body. Like he was just right. He was doing yep. it how he knew it. He was doing sure. it how he knew to do it. All right. But that wasn't the only thing in there. Inside one half of the head, in the cranial cavity, they found two severed hands. Mm. And stacked underneath was the other half of the head. But inside this half was two feet. Jeez. The second bucket held the same exact configuration. My goodness gracious. Now, forensics found more body parts near the old piggery in the cistern. Uh-oh. A sewage company pumped the damn thing for four days before it was empty because Willie had never emptied it. <laughs> oh. oh, he's like oh, uh, Cousin God. Ed from uh, from Christmas <laughs> oh, Vacation. Yeah. Oh, the shitter's full. <laughs> oh, my God. And then after investigators pumped out all of this pig sewage, they had to sift through all of it How by my- hand. Oh. So we're talking like 30 years of pig crap? Many years of pig shit. <laughs> oh, God. It just sounds yeah. like losing an engagement ring in Shanghai, oh. <laughs> like in one of the public toilets. Yeah, good luck. But it was worth it. You know, they found a human jawbone in there. For one guy it was. Some guy probably loved it. The creature of Mud Creek, perhaps, <laughs> uh, loved it there. Now, it can't be understated how huge of an operation this really was. There were over 100 people working there day and night for years, sifting through Willie's farm piece by piece by piece. I do just imagine someone like waking up really early for sewage day and be like, there's something wrong with you, Todd. But (laughs) in this case, that's a skill. Now get on in there. I've been waiting to swim in human sewage for my whole life. There's nothing that interests me more than being covered absolutely up to my fucking eyelashes and pure human waste. Well, Todd, you get in there. I'm out to lunch. I gotta go. I mean, you get in there. Now, these people, they had to, I mean, they had to search through every rock. You know, oh, they had wow. to they had to search through all these troughs right. and they had these huge conveyor belts that they would have to go through and search piece by piece. They would sift through Ugh. all this dirt and go piece <sighs> by piece by piece. It's like a disgusting scene from I Love Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they searched Ugh. through about 40 bone pits. Oh god. Bone they, pits. Bone pits. Yeah, cuz that you had to put the dead stock somewhere. Sure, yeah. Yeah, you have to Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And they had I to separate so. every bone fragment to see what was human and what wasn't. And oh they my. found a healthy mix of both in every bone pit. But there is a mystery when it comes to the bodies. A mystery that endures to this day. No one knows what he did with the leg and arm bones. Mm. It's unlikely that he disposed of them at the rendering plant, as those are pretty recognizable as human. <clears throat> but not even a piece of one was found on the farm. But no one knows what he did with the leg and arm bones, but then there was evidence that was almost just out in the open. One pail in the slaughterhouse was stuffed with human remains, and nearby was the head of Mona Wilson, sawed in the half like all the others. But the most disturbing discovery of all was still to come. On July 15th, 2002, 
two officers were searching a further two freezers when they found three plastic bags full of ground meat. Oh, oh shit. No. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. The bags were put in a storage for four months until someone finally tested them, and they found that the ground meat mm-hmm. was pork and people. Oh, my. So this was like, honestly, this was fed to human beings. This was like they were making sausage out of this stuff. This ground meat matched two women, one who had disappeared in early 2001 and one who had gone missing four years before in 1998. That means that's not healthy. That's not healthy. healthy, No, that it is possible, if not probable, that for at least the previous four years, Willie had been grinding up at least some of his victims and mixing the meat in with hogs he butchered. He definitely was. And investigators found that Willie had given meat to over 40 friends, relatives, and associates in this period of time. Willie had also helped out another friend grind, package, and sell about 300 pounds of meat every month to small butcher shops around Vancouver. All right. And yet, even though investigators knew all of this, They did not issue a public health warning about possible human meat being on the market for another two years. Well, you want to keep it under wraps here because. uh, Because what are you going to say? What are you going to do? People of Coquitlam and Port Coquitlam. I hate to break it to you. (laughs) Now, that lovely sausage you've been enjoying. it's just sausage. We're not going to ruin this for them. We can't. It's I was just gonna sausage. Say it. Ooh, yeah. And you could just see him be like, and now, and just, I want to say in unity with the people of Port Coquitlam, I will now eat this human foot. Now, I know, I know that this is, I don't know where we got this foot. I'm not asking questions, right? Right, Maybe. Sergeant Lansky? Mm. No questions asked. I am going to eat this foot so I also know what it's like. And... Honestly, it's quite good. I <laughs> oh, do. God. I will say, this honestly, is unbelievable. I think that the the reason why he did it and ground it up, he's like, yes, obviously he had some sort of sick shit inside of him. Of course, he's a fucking monster. I bet you he was doing it, doing it to pad his fucking counts. <laughs> that he had so much extra meat that he knew that we're saving money on pigs. By putting the human meat in with the pork meat, and because they're so similar, that this was about money and convenience, and not just about being a depraved maniac. All right. What about the re- what about the rendering plant though? Did they shut that thing down? No, of course not. Well, why no, did I, I don't not. understand how any of this? This is two thousand and one, two thousand two, two thousand two. Yeah. This is like modern time. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? You can't shut down the rendering plant. Shut it. Yeah, to- where, you you plant? where are you going to get your Mike and Ikes? If yeah, dude, Mike and Ike. Also, also think about the the, the the contouring craze that's happening on Instagram right now. Mm-hmm. That is fueled by the human meat gelatin that is being used by makeup okay, companies okay, right okay, now. Okay, okay. Now, all this shit, this isn't even close to all the evidence they found. In fact, I once again have to recommend reading On the Farm by Stevie Cameron to get a full scope of the whole investigation, which is absolutely Fascinating, especially if you're interested in forensics in any way whatsoever. But even with what we just mentioned, just those few things, you'd think the Willie Picton trial would be a no-brainer slam no-brainer. dunk. No-brainer, yeah, slam dunk. <laughs> no almost, brainer. almost a formality. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But remember, 
This is Vancouver we're talking about here. Oh my god. Where nothing is ever simple when it comes to criminal justice. This is like you with the slam dunk analogy. It reminds me of Patrick Ewing missing the layup in game six. <laughs> Just dunk the ball, Ewing. <laughs> you know we're NBA champions. But whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I didn't blame myself matter. for that. Yeah. You're not upset. I'm not upset with that. You're not happened in the nineties. Twenty years later. No, yeah. even longer. Now the preliminary trial went smoothly. By the end of that, Picton was charged with 27 counts of first-degree murder, with each one of those counts having at least DNA attached, if not out-and-out mm-hmm. body parts. And that included the Jane Doe from 1995 that we started last episode with. Okay. But then there was the voir dire. What's that? Now, here in the U.S., voir dire has mostly to do with jury selection. Okay. It's always a kind of a trial within the trial. But in the case of Willie Picton, the voir dire had to do with what evidence would be admitted. Mm-hmm. And they fucked it up spectacularly. Good. Now, good. I don't mean the prosecution. By all accounts, they, along with the forensic teams, did a fantastic job putting this case together at every turn. These guys, they... they they dotted their I's and they crossed their T's. Okay. They, they did a fantastic job. Oh, we were supposed to cross the T's and dot the I's. I was dotting the T's and crossing the I's. Oh, uh, no. Well, thankfully, they look similar, but uh, the words are all weird. Now, when I say they fucked it up, I mean Judge James Williams, mm. who was either grossly incompetent okay. or, honestly, trying to cover something up. Like Donald, what's Marshall? No, Donald Marshall is a fucking moron. Donald Marshall is an absolute fucking moron, idiot, very sick man. There is, there's something weird going on here. Like okay. I, when, when I look at the the judges, you think he's in on it? I Maybe he was know. at the piggy palace I, sometimes. I re- I really don't know, but it really does seem like there's something else here. That there's maybe something else involved because there. The decisions that this guy made mm-hmm. in this case, they don't make sense. Well, because it comes from a complete and total contempt for sex workers. Yeah. It comes from a complete and total uh, idea that they are less than people. He views that he I can see the um, the uh, the obvious connections here are that uh, the, the police did not do the job that they were supposed to leading up to this to fully go through all and really talk about it would expose a lot of people that weren't doing their jobs. And, and it just comes down to that. The judge thought that, uh, sex workers were not people and they need that, that it was a problem that Picton was helping them with bad well, judge. Well, we've got an example of this right off. Well, you know what I would do to see if this judge was complicit. Look at his iPod is nickel back on it. <laughs> is it? That's on a it? clue. That's a clue. <laughs> Well, first, this guy denied the count of the Jane Doe, whose skull was found in the swamp in 1995, and whose rib was found on Picton's farm in 2002. His reasoning, and I swear I'm not making this up, was that she shouldn't be included in the counts because they never identified who she was. So in other words, in the eyes of this judge, it is totally cool to kill someone just so long as no one notices her gone. Unbelievable. Of all the disrespectful actions taken by either the Vancouver police or the courts, this one might sit at the top. The one that tells you they don't fucking care at all. Right. They don't give a shit. But that's not it. Mm. After that, they were left with 26 counts of murder. Each one extremely similar and each one inextricably tied to the other. Mm. But the judge decided that trying 26 murders was just going to take too long. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What else do you have to do, judge? Oh, got to go out to lunch. (laughs) 
You literally just sit in. You're a judge. Yeah. You, you just that. sit you there and you judge. He's like, you know, that's just going to take too long. You know, people, they aren't going to get it. You know, we don't, we can't ask them. Oh, today. my God. It's just going to take too long. So he took it down from 26 uh-huh. to six. Jesus. With the promise that the other 20 would be tried later. The problem with this is that the prosecution wasn't allowed to mention the other 20 murders in the context of the six they were trying. Oh, my God. So they had to ignore the evidence of 20 other women that was found on the farm. They had to completely ignore it. And that wasn't the only thing that hobbled them. The judge decided that the jury would not hear the testimony of Sandra Ringwald, who had ran away from Willie Picton's trailer with her guts hanging out of her body. The judge's reasoning was that Sandra wasn't one of the 26 murder counts. Yeah, because oh. she didn't fucking die. Because she lived. Because she, she lived. In other words, the judge did not let her testify against Picton because she was just a plain old run-of-the-mill attempted murder. Okay, not hold on. an actual one. So she did not meet the standards of similar facts evidence. So theoretically, the 49 that died... They would be allowed to testify. <laughs> this is straight out of the Salem witch trials where it's like if they drown, <laughs> right. she's not Let a witch. But if they live, all. definitely a I witch. I think we're having some massive confusion of what's allowed in this court. All right. This is what we... I mean, let me... Please handle the evidence. I'm going to handle the evidence. He starts talking with the skull. <laughs> Unbelievable. That would be an example... That's allowed? Of, of that's what allowed here. All right? Nightmare before Christmas type shit. Adam's family type shit. That's what I want to see. Grossly incompetent judge. So by the time Willie's trial started on January 22nd, 2007, five years after he was caught, Willie was feeling pretty good about all this. Yeah, because they're charging him with less than one-tenth of the, or I guess a little bit more than one-tenth of the amount of murders he actually committed. Yeah, Willie cut his hair into a short mullet, and every morning he'd use the margarine he got with his breakfast toast to slick back his hair. Oh, God. (sighs) God. (laughs) Fuck, jeez. God. So disgusting. Now, the defense for Willie was that he was just a simple pig man. I've heard this before from <laughs> Willie. Yes. Who happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. They kept using the phrase beehive of activity to describe the farm and said that any number of people could have been the murderer or murderers. Mm. Now, furthermore, they said Willie was just too dumb to pull any of this off. This is what exactly what dumb people do. <laughs> then what do you mean? He is just dumb enough to pull this off. It had to be somebody else. So predictably, uh, Willie Pickham was found guilty. Well, thank God. I mean, honestly, he, yeah, the, but, he could have been found innocent. But not of first degree murder. Oh, my God. Since the judge had tried to torpedo the case at every turn, the defense was able to convince the jury enough that maybe Willie uh-huh. wasn't fully culpable and he was found guilty of second degree murder instead. So he was found guilty of six counts of second degree murder. Six counts. So of justice was not yes. served in this case. Oh, it's not even not, done. Oh, no, we're not even right. done yet. We're not even done I yet. Can't, I, honestly, not I not think we, I'm, I'm gearing up to invade Canada. Oh no, 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 we're not done yet. After the trial, forensics experts were able to add six more murders to Willie's rap sheet through even more DNA found. That brings up the provable number of murders to thirty-three. But in 2010, the Canadian Supreme Court ruled that there would be no further trials for Willie Picton. The first trial was ruled good enough. Good enough. And that's where it ends for Willie Picton and the 26 families who will never get true justice Mm. due once again to pure 
laziness. Uh, it is like it is a perfect. The CFL is a perfect analogy for Canada versus the United States in the NFL. <laughs> This is just, it is just such half-assed. Like, what is happening? Oh, yeah, and the story of Michael Childress who published the book. So they didn't understand, like, so at least Willie Picton can't write. So he's not going to be able to make money while he's in jail. Yeah. But the guy Michael Childress was doing it from a child molester friend of his that was in jail that he was trying to raise money for his appeal case. And he was going to use this, and it was all of this fucked up shit. So Childress put it on his uh, on his uh, Facebook page. Uh, I just published a book when he put it out. And so finally, he was not he was not completely ignorant of Pickton's identity when he decided to publish a book, but this is what he said. I got in Wikipedia and I looked up his arrest record and stuff, and he was kind of creepy, you know? But if Pickton did it, then he needs to rot in hell, and I feel sorry for the victims and the families. But if he didn't do it, then who did it? He did it! <laughs> he did it! Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right, well, that is Willie Pickton. What a uh, a month long! My, how's your brain, Marcus? Actually, my brain's pretty good because uh, I don't know this this Picton case. I it think wasn't a lot of pig is, talk. It might maybe this, it was comfortable. No, th- I mean really, this one um, it wasn't the murders that bothered me so much as it was uh, the cops, the indifference, the injustice mm. on this one. Like the, it was, we've definitely talked about cases where you know cops didn't investigate but this was on a whole new level like oh my god all the way up to the judiciary it's obviously systemic yeah this uh, is all the way and it's also yep when you leave the gaps uh and the idea of a lot of being like why why it does feel like a cover-up and you could see why uh conspiracy theory gets in there too because you look at it and you're like you left all of these holes for it i'm serious and this judge must have gone to the piggy pal i'm sure well as far as this stuff and uh conspiracy thought goes is that anytime there is gross and Incompetence on the part of authority figures. Um, failure is the perfect place for conspiracy to hide. Yeah. Uh, as mm, soon as there's a failure, sure. as soon as people fuck up, because you know, I think people, they want to believe that uh, the government is there to protect them. They want to believe that the police are there to protect them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when it doesn't, uh, when it doesn't protect the most vulnerable of us, uh, when it's just sheer incompetence and laziness, that's where conspiracy fits the best because yeah. they're, because laziness is nothing but a void. You know, incompetence is nothing but a hole and you can mm. fit anything in there and as we saw with the fucking clone saga yeah the picton case is the perfect place for it and i also do believe that that judge in this case was malignantly suppressing this case yes. oh, i absolutely. think that he was he was he was politicizing the bench and coming out and basically saying i don't like sex workers and they don't deserve to live and that's a part of where this came from which is the yeah. that's where i do believe it it's not conspiracy like capital c capital t conspiracy theory but it's a part of like w- the way that shit goes systemic down. sexism yeah it's real can i mean it's, it's actual real conspiracy here like the way shit yep. a- the way shit actually works and I'll say this, you know, the, the Vancouver Police Department, that was definitely uh, incompetence because since the Picton case, the Vancouver Police Department has gone through a huge overhaul as far as how they treat sex workers and as far as how they investigate crimes against them. There was a gigantic mm-hmm. overhaul of how they're treated. And in fact, one of the women who helped 
uh, spearhead that overhaul. Uh, I'm going to be talking to her on a Patreon bonus that we're going to be releasing this week. This woman had uh, an actual encounter with Willie Picton in uh, the early 90s. Uh, she was a sex worker on the downtown east side. Uh, I'm going to be doing an interview with her uh, today after we record this episode, and that's going to be a part of our uh, Patreon bonus content this week. All right, there oh, yeah. it is. Well, thank you all for who... Uh, thanks thanks to all who have donated to our Patreon. You have made this all possible. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much, and we're excited uh, to see you in Los Angeles the 28th. Honestly, this is going to be a fucking big fucker. Yeah, should be a, a lot of fun. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Wear costumes again, costume contest. Mm-hmm. We've got modern dance, actual. I actually watched some of Natalie's uh, performance. I watched a little bit of the rehearsals for her uh, the dance piece that she's doing for the show, and it is sensual. Mm. It's sensual stuff, and of course, we've, <laughs> we're only bringing you the fattest stars from the last podcast network. <laughs> They're all going to be there on stage uh, for you, so that'll be a lot of fun. Can't wait to see you all in uh, Los Angeles. Fun. Let's see what else do we got here? We have uh, it's fucking Halloween, man. I watched Mine Hunters. Mine Hunters doing good. It's okay. Um, I haven't I'm, seen it yet. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, well, I don't like the main dude. I don't like the main dude in it, but all the serial killers in it are spot on. The guy plays Ed Kemper fucking roles. Yeah, I've heard a lot uh, about I'm happy big actors finally, a big actor finally got a role that wasn't named Brad Garrett, and uh, that makes <laughs> yes. me happy. But he needs a bigger butt, though. Oh, he does. I, does again, he not have a big bumble butt? Be said, huh. He just needs a bigger butt. Yeah. All right, that'll happen. But what can you say? What can you say? That'll happen. That'll, that'll happen. happen. Get it? You can't um, get a bigger butt on him. Thank you guys so much for everything. Um, we got a lot of shit coming out. Uh, due to the popularity of our shirt, the represent.com slash hail yourself shirt, um, we are, they're opening it up for another two weeks. Yes. So if you want to buy that shirt, it is still available. Uh, thank you so much yep. because that's yeah. kind of, that's one of those cool things where that kind of, that money kind of goes straight to us where it's like, we don't have to cut it with anybody and, and it means a lot to us. Yeah. It's yep. like, it helps us run it's a total lifesaver on yeah, thank you guys so much. It's um, amazing. Yeah, yeah, follow us on Twitter at Henry Loves You, at Marcus Parks, at Ben Kissel. Follow us on Instagram mm. at Dr. Fantasty, at Marcus Parks, at Ben Kissel, number Ooh. one. And follow us at Last Podcast Left on all of the bullshits at LP on the left. Yeah, I have been missing from Twitter for a good three weeks now, but I'm going to come back oh to it my soon. Good. Well, Twitter, uh, <laughs> I don't want to get into Twitter. My uh, lordy. Yeah, I, I have not looked at Twitter for about three weeks now, but it, I'll, I'll get back to it pretty soon. Also, um, just let's pray for that solar flare to hit us in, that, in this century to destroy all technology. Hail Satan. Oh, I can't afford that, yeah. <laughs> and Hail Gein. My people are great in the Stone Age. I can build a fire. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, pig sense probably would have come in handy. <laughs> Hail me. I would be great at burrowing. Oh, yeah. I have, a burrow, I have burrows, burrow's hands. I'm, I'm your climbing man. You need Ooh. someone up high? That's me. We would actually all We're the perfect. probably still yeah. be three friends in, in the Stone yeah, Age. we still be friends. All right. Hail yourselves, everyone. Magustalations. Magustalations. Goodbye. Ah, uh, now it's time to start another PlayStation Network. Shout out! Shout out! No, 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 no. Patreon shout outs. Patreon oh, shout outs. I forget you know, what show what's, I am. What's funny, I almost just totally went with that. I didn't. <laughs> Why? I didn't, I didn't question it at all. It's like, oh yeah, it is time for the PlayStation Network shout outs. I'm no. tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not holding. Don't you fucking ever put that on me. I'm not gonna. Yeah, it's just me and you today. Ben had to run and do Larry King. Man, he had to fuck Larry King? <laughs> uh, that's great. <coughs> it's wonderful. Do you want to start? Yeah, sure. Cool. Erica Potterton, Brandon Varner, Stacy Harfinist, Ian Trainer, Stevie Ambrose, Aaron, Corey Stano, 
Richard Potato. <laughs> Richard Potato. Richie Potato. Richie Potato. Dicky Potato. <laughs> DJ LD. Sonny. Holly Keen. Alex Ritchie. Cayman King. Emily Toops. Andrew Davies. Marlis Roller. Marlis Rogers. Kylo Jen. Madeline Wilson. Joe Melot. Beth Wood. John. XYZ Effect. Jennifer Overby. Or Overby, Trevor Yellis, Thorsty Nordby, Sam Crease, Evan Williams. Oh, Evan Williams. I think that, that might be our friend Evan Williams here in New York City. Wonderful stand-up comic. I know he's a fan of the show. So oh, I, thought, I felt like it was like evil Evan, like the like the whiskey. <laughs> no, no, no. I think that's our I think that might be our friend Evan Williams. Hey Evan. Um Alright, so I'm doing double duty today. Yeah. Over here in New York City. So let's get through it. Let's do these. Rip it. Rachel Parkerson, Tom McColgan, Nessa Dundon, Jennifer M. Allen, Anon, Rosamund Smith, Alicia Fisher, Ryan Walker Gray, Jennifer Christie, Kathy Kaczynski, Wajdi Bader, Melody Shaver, Douglas Key, Nicole Wisniewski, Alex Kraft, Priyanka Bandari, Bridget Marie, Trish Sharp, Jamie. Gretchen Drake, Nicholas Bowerman, Nicole Yeager, Amber King, Anthony Policastro, Brett Peterson, Justin Hunt, Rachel Moore, Gemma O'Hare, Amber Alvis, Colby Cole, Michael Wolf, Lyle Beck, Lyle Baca, or Lyle Bake. Two K's there. Catherine Dalton Hoffman, Jarrett Dayhoff, Shannon Haggard, Matthew Hine, Carissa Neese. Amber Chastain, Garland Langley, Jessica Cater, Michael Gisht, Ashley Abbott, Courtney, John Michael Smith, Greg Doubt, or Dutt, Haley McLaughlin, Elizabeth Henning, Yannet Rosengarden, Phil Bear, Stephanie May, Chris, Billy Weisenhorn, Kelly Soylent Green, Christopher Mountainay, Taylor Evans, Eric P., Leslie, Helen Doyle, and Anisha Katunin. Amanda Fall, Carissa Jones, Jordan Stock, Stacey, Preston Letterman, Letterman, <laughs> Hannah Woolard, Ashley Chilton, Bob Sham, David Lawson, Alberto Sanchez, Christina, Miranda Knott, Kaylee Gill, Adam Hamilton, Kimberly, Adam Rockshar, Rockstar, Brooke Belleville, Tara R. Gish, Liz Dillinger, Aaron Olivia, <laughs> Emoji Nota, Jasmine Procha, Desmond Macho, Bluebird, Shelby Morissette, Rachel Sidlaskus, Ryan Castro, John Sequera, uh, Amikaruna Walker, Amikaruna Walker, Julia Elizabeth, Sarah Lynn Byer, Dan Gardner, Megan McCarthy. <laughs> I got LaDonna Wood, April Johnson, Daniel Swinson, Andrea Burke, Stacey Colbert, Michelle White, Luke Fry, Paige, Alan Provan, Jason Glumack, Jason Workman, Derek J. Thomas, Amy Frost, Noah Orisic, Nikki Wilson, Lindsay Sullivan, Bree Vonaim, Charles Chop Shop, Pulsating Cyst. <laughs> cool. Nice. Oscar Delgado Jr., Zachary Myers, 
Justin Carter, Jessica Clare, Carrie Casarda, Arden, Maria Fernandez, Fernando Takai, Sarah S., Jonathan Yabuki, Michael Buon, Buon Pastore, Ryan Strand, Caleb Mote. He actually spelled out Mote. He, he spelled it out phonetically. He, he, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. That's very appreciated. Sarah Palaise, Michael Hawkins, Corey Mauser, David McElwain, Mil- Will Reese, Sarah Dozier, Vincent Calderdon. Calderon, Vincent Calderon, Jeremy Whipperfirth, <laughs> Amanda oh. Power, Chris Hornung, Christine Nam, Tony Noto, Elizabeth, Megan Kuhn, Marnika M. Shea, Sarah Graff, yes. Ella McDermott, Jesse Ray, Litchiloid, Brett Latham, Megan Bruce Brusnagan. Reese, Esmeralda Underwood, Lauren Carey, Witt James, Park Roos, Philip Rozak, Samantha Seal, and Matthew Sears. Tara Comet, Emily Harris, Jenna Raven, Jessica Jenkins, Jean Fagan, Bob, Tim Schmig, Heather Condit, Steph, Kelly Gellings, Dan Williamson, Caroline Hu, Megan Shoemaker, Judy Barnes, Joanna McQuinston, Berto Pops, Jessica Rogers, <laughs> Catherine Baxter, Christopher Boland, Adam Blount, Jonathan Donnelly, Ellie Desmond, Missy Lisk, Big Tim, <laughs> Adam Sutton. <laughs> what if he's really small? <laughs> I bet he is. I bet he's Lori George. I bet he's. I bet he's small. Lori George, Megan Paynes, Humpleby, Lauren Cooper, Manzi Howe. Yvette Seaton, Murder Road Trip Podcast, Daniel Beach, Sonia Malm, Josie Wicks, Desiree Johnson, Jeremy Bolt, Sawyer Landers, BJ McDonald, and Lindsay Mellard. Hail Satan and thank you. Rounding it all out, I got Sage Boyle. Nope, that's Sage Boley. Bridget Cashion, Zachary Miller, Chris Fitzgerald, Buffalo Jones, Daniel McMahon, Andy Young, Jonas Lanto, Amanda Adams, Claudia, Claudia Calacioni, Callie, oh. Kevin May, Bill Macellus, Catherine Case, Alex Gerard Black, Daniel Drennan, David Owens, Meredith Britton, Jane Emily, Claire H. Jansen, Elizabeth Gerster, Claire Cumming, Abigail Moss, Robin Helton, Chelsea Horn, Martika Seddon, Jerry Ray Howe, Corey Tharp, and Geely JP, Kenny Shackelford, Jennifer Putnam, or Putman, Jennifer Putman, Robert Hesselgrave, Ronnie Dykes! Ronnie Dykes! <laughs> I'll scissor a woman to death! That is a I'll round- lick a dead dog! <laughs> That's a roundtable deep cut there for you. Uh, Kirsten Haggerty, Elizabeth Fox, Honey McCrary, Jerker Redenmark, yep. Sam Veach, Aaron Madinger, and Tim Parker. 
Thank you so much for your money. Thank you guys so much for all of your support uh, here on Patreon. Thank you so much. If you guys want to uh, give to Patreon, uh, we uh, we have a, a page over on patreon.com slash last podcast on the left. We appreciate uh, each and every contribution, uh, no matter how small. Uh, thank you guys so much. Hail Gein and uh, hail yourself. Hail yourself. Hail me, though. At the same time, hail Satan. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Goodbye, everyone. See you, fuckers. See ya.